Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. This is Popcorn, where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And me, I'm like beside myself because Will and Grace went off the air when they didn't have my permission to do it. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, but I know it is now back. And that means my guest today, Deborah Messing, is back. So it's great um, to see you here. Great to see it you. It really is. Thanks did for having they, me. Did they have to like threaten you? To come back to it, or was this a voluntary? Uh, no, it was. It was absolutely voluntary. I mean, uh, there's there's no question that that but for the the Trump Clinton campaign, mm -hmm. we would not be here. Well, there was that wonderful video. That's that's is, that was the the catalyst for everything. Um, we really we had not the four of us had never been in a room together in eleven years. And we were so happy. We're like, who, who would think, who, who could believe that the four of us would be able to play together for two days again? Mm -hmm. And then we said goodbye. We thought it was forever. And then the video took off, and it was seven and a half million views. And then the president of, Net of NBC was like, wait a second. <laughs> I love it that it's maybe. It's Maybe we have an audience oh, yeah. for this show. It's all social, social media coming to the rescue again. Seriously. It is. It's like, you have how many followers? How many people hit on this particular video? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, then the question was, would you guys come back for a little special thing? Like, like Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Like a finite amount. Mm -hmm. And the four of us had dinner and we sat down and we talked it out. And we had decided that... We, we all wanted to do it. We all needed to laugh again. And we all felt like we wanted to make other people laugh. And we wanted I'm sorry that you spent 11 years not laughing. It's just, it's just wrong. It, not, laugh, <laughs> not laughing in the same way. Yeah, it's a whole different It's a like, whole other kind life. of laugh. It's a belly laugh. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and now we're back. But at that moment for the video, when you got together again, what, in the same room, yeah. What do you, is there like a moment of silence or do you just like run into each other's arms and go crazy nuts? Well, we ran into each other's arms in the dressing rooms. And we, I mean, it's all on video and it's like giggling and it was just, it was just like cute little puppies coming together and falling all over each other. Um, and then they brought us all in at the same time and revealed the set. And that was when we all just, we were dumbstruck. And we all just walked around and we were like, that the vase is the same vase. You know, the pillow, this is the same pillow. You know, and is it, um, it, where does that stuff go? Well, normally it, it goes away forever. Yeah, I see them you know, in the Broadway show, they take it away in trucks. That's and, right. That's the end, you don't see it anymore. That's right, but Max Muchnick and David Cohan, who created the TV show, both went to Emerson College. And after the show wrapped, they arranged for the entire set props and all, everything to be transferred to Emerson College and as a display, like a Smithsonian display on oh campus. God, that has to make you feel, how long have I been in this business? <laughs> Wait a minute, it's going where? <laughs> yeah, they were like, this is a gift to the, to, the, to the university. Okay. And then, it's a crazy story, then Max got a call from Emerson saying, there's a leak, so you've got to take your whole set back to LA while we fix the leak. So that was the only reason why he had it in Los Angeles. And that was when they were like, wait a minute, we have the set, we could do something. Fixing a leak 
Yes, so that's how it all happened. So the only inkling of failure was that you didn't get your candidate elected. The rest of it is all worked out yeah. perfectly. Yeah. But, and I have to bring this up, because at, at the finale, yes. you, know, you and Will went off, got attached, had children, and that's just like a bad Bob Newhart dream now. It's just never happened. It never happened. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? We all asked the same question when they said, you want to come back? We're like, how can we do that? Yeah. You know, I had had this fantasy that like 40 years from now, the four of us would like do like a Golden Girls, like Will and Grace in the geriatric, you know, down in Boca, all four the of us living. The AARP version. Yes. 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 I right. thought, okay, I'm, that would be funny, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and and it took them the longest time to figure out that. And now it makes sense to me. Now, you know, the writers said if, if, if Will and Grace have children, then the show becomes about Will and Grace being parents. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about the four, the relationship between the four. And if you have the children but you don't see them, then Will and Grace are bad parents. And nobody wants to see Will and Grace being I've bad. I've seen shows like that where they, they have the child, but it's in every fifth episode. Right. Right. <laughs> there it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they're off somewhere right. being cared for by the nanny. That's right. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. you know, they thought, you know what? People just want to see the four of these characters together, you know, just doing what they always did. And so they were like, okay, let's just... Let's start fresh. Well, let's give this show credit for a lot of what happened when it was on, you know, um, in terms of how people that were watching it could deal with characters being gay. Yeah. It, it's shocking that if you do some research into what it is, that a lot of people thought it made it okay for them to be who they were. A TV oh, yeah. show, which oh, yeah. is the power of that happening. Yeah, it was astonishing. I mean, none of us... Um, ever saw that that happening or coming mm-hmm. i mean that you know our job first and foremost is to entertain and in sitcoms it's to make you laugh you know starting the second season we started to get the unbelievable fan mail um that was unlike any fan mail any of us had received before which was you know hi i'm 15 i just came out to my parents um they won't speak to me my best friend won't talk to me anymore. I wish I had a grace in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, or Will would get, I mean, Will got, Will got a priest wrote him and was, and was like, uh, thank you. I am, I am finally coming out and I'm accepting who I am. And, and your show, you know, has helped heal. I mean, there were so many accounts of, of young people who came out and who subsequently sat down with their parents and watched every week. And slowly, week by week, they started laughing together. Mm-hmm. And in somehow it allowed that transition to be less, less traumatic and painful than, than they had hoped, than they had feared it would be. What is also timely in a disturbing way to me is that a lot of the progress that we made as a country uh, is it's somehow taking a backward step now. Yes. And we're fighting the same battles that we already fought. Yes. That have to be fought again, which makes it, you know, you kind of embrace it coming back for doing that again. Yeah. I mean, I think that's also, honestly, uh, you know, a, a, 
a strong reason why I was compelled to come back because I, I was fearful about what was happening to our, our social policies and um, I just thought at least if we're on the air you know people will have to at least see these characters mm -hmm. even if they don't watch it they will have to be aware and it's like you gotta you gotta own you gotta accept it you know this is just a part of our of our society and whether you like it or not we're here and um, you know again hopefully you know I tell this story um, and it's one of my favorite stories uh, about I think it was second season I was somewhere in the Midwest in the airport by myself mm -hmm. and this woman Midwestern woman lovely she came up and she said your grace and I said yes and she said okay my husband hates gays and I said okay and she said I love your show I watch it he won't even come into the room and she said and then finally I got him in the room but he would only read the paper he wouldn't even look at the TV screen and I said okay and she said and now he's walking around the house going just Jack <laughs> And I was so... Oh, I want to so bottle that moment that went from just pretending he's not watching it to just Jack. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, and he, something shifted in him. And, you know, it, it opened him up and allowed him to accept these characters and root for them and find them funny. And then he ended up you know, loving the most flamboyant character the most. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my hope is that this go-round, that it has, you know, a, a similar effect on, on, on just a small number of people. So tell me now that it's just us. How has everyone changed? Not as much as you would imagine. Yeah, it's a lot of time. I mean, the, I think the person who changed the most was Sean. Sean Hayes has changed. Sean Hayes has changed the most because... When we started, he was 27, and he had never been on a, a television stage before. Mm -hmm. So he was like the doe-eyed neophyte who was like, what's going on? Where are we going? What's that? There are four cameras? What? You know, and so we had to, like, guide him mm -hmm. through it. And now, 11 years later, he's a huge Hollywood producer, you know, and he's very sure-footed, and he knows the business, and he has, you know, great insight and... and, and uh, so he's, Shawnee's grown up. He's grown up. He's grown up. He comes in and says, we don't need that camera over here. <laughs> Not so much that, but, no. you know. Um, and, and Eric, uh, I think Eric is, is, I think he's more peaceful than he was when we finished. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's because, you know, he has gone on to do several other things and be really fulfilled by them in a different way. And Megan, um, Megan is as, as quirky and hilarious as ever. Um, she has had a sort of fascinating time creatively over the last 11 years. Um, obviously, she's, she's acted, but she also has um, a band now. Yes, I've yeah. That. yeah, yeah, and they ha have toured all over the world, and um, 
and she directed and filmed a, a music video of theirs, and, and it's something that she really, really, really loves. But you haven't mentioned this one figure that I really want to know who changed. What about Deborah Messing? Is she, is oh. she okay, or did she? What, what's going on with her? What's going on with Deborah Messing? What is? Good Lord. What is? Um, I, definitely feel, I definitely feel more at peace than mm -hmm. I was 11 years ago. I think similarly, you know, like Eric, you know, I've had several series um, since Will and Grace. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm now I'm a, a mom of a 13-year-old. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. Even tougher. And I am a resident of New York City now, which I wasn't. I, I lived in L.A. for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So those are pretty, pretty big changes. Where are you shooting, Will and Grace? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So it's the back in 13, you don't want to move out of. Exactly right. What, what was going on in your head at 13? Did you have all this? Oh, I was I was going to be a, a, a Broadway star. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I lived in Rhode Island mm -hmm. uh, on, you know, in the woods. In the woods, so in, naturally. It's in the woods, like three and a half acres. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we had a swamp and my dad got a piece of like wood and put it down and then put a little sign on a tree and it said Gilligan's Island. And that's where we played. Well, see, thanks, Swear to Dad. God. Yeah. He just, he got you right away yeah. into some kind of TV world. You know, there was not much to do in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. um, and I love Rhode Island, but, mm -hmm. it, you know, and uh, I just, I grew up listening to Barbara Streisand constantly. My mom was the hugest fan. Mm -hmm. um, and I, she took me to, they took me to um, Annie down in New York, the original. Oh, into New York. Into New York Forget City. Forget just going to Providence. No, or no, 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 no. You were just. No, we had family in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. so we kept coming down for, for plays, mm -hmm. and that was like I literally like levitated off of my seat when I saw you know it's a hard knock life. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, how do I get up there? Oh my god, I have to do that. <laughs> and uh, and I told my mom, I'm like, I, I have to do that, and she's like, okay. And uh, she didn't. She didn't. Um, to discourage me and I did sing, I did dancing lessons I did singing lessons I did all the the plays and went to performing arts camp and you know I was the whole nine yards, the whole nine yards. Yeah. and then I mean I wanted to do a conservatory experience for college and my very practical parents said no you have to get a liberal arts education first so where'd you go I went to Brandeis University ah, mm -hmm. and um and then I studied in London my junior year abroad through RADA and Lambda. And when I came back from there, I was like, I want to go to graduate school. And so I... But you passed then all your chances to play Annie. <laughs> Unless I... I played I, Annie I, in high school. Okay, well, so you did it. I did it. But... When I was, when I was a sophomore, and I was two inches shorter than Daddy Wardbucks. <laughs> Well, I was kind of a tall girl, <laughs> but I had the wig, I had the, the red wig. dress, uh -huh. and um, I was awesome. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I wish we could go back in time awesome. and have Just Jack come and watch you while you were I doing mean, that. I mean, awesome. it was, I mean, literally to this day, my brother said, that's when I peaked. That was it. <laughs> I peaked at Annie. <laughs> Great. Your brother's very supportive. Then. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that yeah. Annie in high school was it. I mean, good for you, Deborah. It but was good. Like, <laughs> it was good. I mean, I, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. You're making me feel like I've yeah. missed out on something. I mean, you know, I did definitive. I did Wendy and Peter Pan, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. I did Sandy but no, but and Grace. That was fine. Annie. But Annie, I, I mean, I you know, it. yeah, it's yeah. historical. Well, you know, this is the first time you've been on this show, so you don't know we always end in song. Oh, goodness. But you should, oh, be, you should be giving us something of Annie because this is it. We, we all can't see that private wow. film okay. you have. Any one of those songs. All right. I'm, I'm, I really have to hear Are you okay with the mics? We're ready. It's, okay. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be I like, mean, if I'm going to do, do it, it, I do should it. do it. Fully committed. All right. Yes. <laughs> the sun will come out. Tomorrow, bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow there'll be sun. When I'm stuck with a day that's gray and lonely, I just stick up my chin and grin. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I was just thinking the other thing. Am I, am I really, really doing this? Doing am I still are. going? Because I didn't have to go. I no, could have just stopped at the first. could have ended, but and yes. say is and like And then the I was like. Thing. Deborah, you are just a treat, a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank just, you. I'm a huge you. fan of yours. Thank you. Likewise.